The following episode of TOEFOP is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, sexual references, a sex scene, prison rape, time travel, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. Hello and welcome to TOEFOP, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson, and I feel like even saying our names at the start isn't enough anymore, Charlie, because we were just having a discussion off air about someone who hit us up on Facebook with a complaint, a complaint about our podcast. Was it a complaint? Well, it was constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I see that as a complaint. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking free. Just take it how it is. I don't want your suggestions. No, this this was actually not a bad suggestion. It's something that's come up before. I think we've talked about it. At the very start, we talked about having a catchphrase. Yeah, a catchphrase or a sign-off. I don't like catchphrase. Catchphrase, yeah. Catchphrase makes me feel like we're going to suddenly be like, and then I said, a couple of days, beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't want a catchphrase, catchphrase. Yeah. But like, you know. A sign-off. A sign-off. Yeah. Say hi to your mum for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Rove McManus, who was like a big TV star, he always used to finish with, say hi to your mum for me. Yeah. Which I, I don't know how he used to do that. In don't his... all the big guys? Does uh, Dave Letterman have a sign off? Any of you ladies single? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need a PA. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone here who works for me want to have sex with me? <laughs> That's his sign off. It's not as catchy. No, I don't think you need like a a big sign off. Like some people have catchphrases, some people don't have you know catchphrases. I'm, I think catchphrases are one of those things where. And like, I mean, that's that classic Simpsons thing, but a catchphrase can make you really big really quickly, yeah. but it also then becomes the yeah. the thing that hangs you. And some and some catchphrases I think happen organically, like they actually get adopted by the public as, you know, uh, you may say, like the Charlie Sheen thing, he wasn't spitting out catchphrases, but it, like the, the public adopted a whole bunch of things like winning and all that kind of stuff. That's right. So it just needs to be something that we already say. And then that could be our catchphrase. So it has to be something along the lines of we've talked about this before. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is the most repeated phrase in the show. That or totally. <laughs> Someone did write that on Twitter. It was like, uh, you know, on Tofop Quotes, and it was like, Will, totally, Charlie, totally. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're two 15-year-old girls from the valley. Well, I'm glad that we agree with each other, obviously, a lot. <laughs> like that, and I think that's a good thing. You know, I mean, obviously, sometimes there's some disagreements, but a lot of the time... We're like, we're in, you know. Yeah, totally is one of those words. It's like awesome. Like awesome, like somewhere around the late 90s, awesome became the kind of, instead of that's good, you'd say awesome. 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 I still like awesome. Yeah. Well, I like it because it reminds, it reminds, it it rhymes with my surname. It does not. Close and awesome. Shut up. They don't rhyme. That's a rhyme? That is not a rhyme. If I was Eminem, I would say Charlie Clawson is awesome. Yeah, Yeah, because Eminem can take things that aren't rhymes and make them sound like rhymes. That's his genius. You don't think that rhymes? Clawson and awesome do not rhyme. If I named my son... Oh, you are so up yourself. If I named my son Awesome Awesome Clawson... (laughs) No. People would say, well, that rhymed. That's silly. No, awesome foursome rhymes. Awesome, awesome Clawson rhymes enough. No, you know what you have to name your son? What? Awesome Clawson. <laughs> or Dawson Clawson. Dawson Clawson. Yeah. That's all you, or Mawson Clawson. <laughs> but you cannot name it awesome. I'm, I'll buy him a pie for him to put Sawson. Yeah, Sawson. 
That's terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. It's an old joke. Uh, but yeah, no, it doesn't rhyme with awesome. I think it does. It does not. You've been rounding that up so you can sound awesome. I, I think that sound, I, I would put that out to a public vote. Hit us up if you think Dawson and Clawson, <laughs> Dawson and Clawson, awesome and Clawson. Awesome and Clawson rhyme? Yeah, awesome Clawson. No, you said Clawson. No, awesome, awesome and Clawson rhyme. <laughs> I, I, I have no debate with you over the fact, Charlie, that awesome and Clawson rhyme. I know. I didn't, not- but awesome, awesome <laughs> and Clawson do not rhyme. Well, maybe we have to change the word awesome to awesome so it can rhyme for me. <laughs> Instead of saying awesome, I'm going to say that's awesome. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's that, awesome. <laughs> that's your wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my wrestling catchphrase. Yeah. I'm Charlie Clawson and I'm awesome. <laughs> and all your memorabilia would have like, I'm awesome on it. <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, that would be awesome. All right, I'm gonna try and remember. Maybe that can be your catchphrase. Awesome. Maybe that can be our sign off. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I hope you have an awesome week. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's done. All right. Cool. Uh, Safe. We we mentioned Eminem. We went and saw Eminem in concert because we're two 15-year-old boys. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, when he was in Australia. Did you say like one of the best looking concert crowds you've ever seen? Like how many good looking chicks were there? Oh, my God. And obviously with incredibly low (laughs) self-esteem. (laughs) <laughs> and, Luckily for us, uh, yeah, and and didn't read a lot of uh, women's literature. <laughs> no, like I mean, I, he has an amazingly wild, wide, wide appeal. Like watching that gig to me was like as close as I felt like that I got to see a genuine superstar, of like time. an Elvis, yeah, you know, or whatever. Like because uh, particularly with Eminem, I mean, I'm, I'm not the first person who's made this parallel. observation, but you know, somebody who, who appropriated a black style of music and took it to like the white masses. And it was everyone from people who have quite cool music taste through to, you know, like really poppy end of that thing. But yeah. all at this gig, it was amazing. Yeah. And we got to talk to so many interesting people, <laughs> but they're my favorite without a doubt. I was this guy from New Zealand and who talked to us just like while we were waiting for the gig. He had little shark, uh, not shark teeth, little rat teeth. Did you notice that? People like that freaked me out. He just his teeth were tiny kind of teeth. Big. Yeah, tiny teeth. Tiny teeth, like baked beans, but like ivory baked beans. Yeah, it was like he still had his baby teeth. Yeah. So like this New Zealand grown baby <laughs> has talked to us, and he just started, started talking to us about how awesome Australia was. Yeah. Just loved it. Yeah. Was having the best time ever. Yeah. But this is how he explained it to me. He goes, "It's it's just beautiful, mate. Um, the women are beautiful, <laughs> and I can get a fruit smoothie on every corner." <laughs> And I was like, my God, you are in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. He was so in love with the fact that he could buy a fruit smoothie. I don't know how many fucking fruit smoothies this guy is going through, but a lot. It's funny. You wouldn't think there's a shortage of fruit smoothies in New Zealand. Maybe it's because they all have like semen, horse semen in them. Oh, kiwis. Full of kiwis. (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, he was loving it. He was just loving how beautiful our women were and the wide availability of fruit smoothies. Yeah. Did you like it during the concert? Because um, the whole tour is called Recovery, the album's mm. called Recovery, and it's all about him, you know, being off drugs. Yeah. And the whole crowd was so fucked up, off like, their head on drugs. You've never seen like every person's fucking eyeballs are cross-eyed. Yeah. Yeah. We're with you, M. Yeah. I mean, we're we'll be with you in a few years. So that's what I liked is during the concert, he's gone. How many of you people are fucked up? And he's going. You can't believe you come to my tour yeah. called Recovery and you're fucked up. Well, here's some songs I used to listen to when I was, I was fucked, fucked up. up. It's like. <laughs> 
Nice. You still managed to sort of like, you know, maintain your AA meeting status. Yeah, totally. But still can buy in yeah. with the fucked up crowd. Yeah, it was perfect. It was genius. Um, I had another thing this week as well. I had this woman on um, a plane talk to me. Uh, I was in Melbourne and I had to catch a plane back. And from the minute I've gone on the plane, like I'm not a big talker. To I was going to say, do you, I hate plane conversations. Like I'm not a big, Even if they're interesting, I hate them. Yeah. Like I normally have allocated something I'm going to do in that time. Mm. Like it's not like I get on a plane and just go, fuck. What am I going to do for an hour? How am I going to feel in this hour? Yeah. I've never done a plane before and I just hope I get to meet a stranger <laughs> that I'll never see again. Uh, so like I had five newspapers. So I was going to get on, I was going to read some newspapers, like write some jokes, just like, and newspapers basically are saying to the world. Don't talk to don't me. Don't talk to me. Yeah. I've already got a pile of newspapers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you've got one newspaper, that could still be an invitation to chat. But a yeah. stack of newspaper makes you a crazy scientist. I literally had more newspaper than the woman who was handing out newspapers. Yeah, right. Like she got to me and looked at her pile and looked at my pile and just moved on. Yeah. <laughs> like in shame. Yeah, paper inferiority complex. Yeah. So, um, so basically, I'm, you know, but she started like talking to me at the start and I was like, I was polite, obviously, like, you know, as you would be. But um, I kind of was like giving it the sort of polite, short answer. Yeah, no continuation, back to the paper sort of thing. What kind of questions was she asking? Oh, just general sort of like, I mean, nothing, you know. I mean, she started with, because I was ripping bits out of the paper. She goes, oh, so what does it mean when you rip the bits out of the paper? And I was like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Mind your own fucking business. Punch you in the face. Sorry, I just saw Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to cut out all those letters and I'm going to write a ransom note to your family. <laughs> um, no, uh, it's just nice things. But here's where she got me. She got me when the meal came out. Because when the meal comes out, you have to move the papers out of the way. And then suddenly you're kind of like, it's like you're having dinner together. And then it's just chatty time. Yeah, yeah, because you can't read and eat. So she started talking to me and she's like telling me about her family and her life. Oh, and God. Like, seriously, just, I mean, it was lovely and everything. Was there anything interesting about it? No, oh, well, she was going sailing on the harbour the next day with Jessica Watson. Was there anything interesting about it? She was going <laughs> sailing on the harbour the next day with Jessica Watson. I'm going to ask you one she- more time, Will. <laughs> was there anything interesting? Apparently she was cock a Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> no, she... Nice one. Uh, she was... Um, Going sailing on the harbour the next day <laughs> with Jessica Watson. She went. She went round the world, Jessica Watson. Yeah. And this woman was going to go on the harbour with her, sailing. Okay. Yeah, that's about how interesting it was. Yeah, right. But here's the bit, Charlie. And it was clear that I was like, yeah. Then when the meal went, you know away, what you should have said when she said that. Like, you know, there's that great scene in The Exorcist where the mum's having a dinner party and everyone's singing songs and little Reagan comes down and she's all spacey eyed and she says to one of the guys. You're going to die up there. <laughs> when the woman said, oh, yeah, I'm going sailing around the harbour with Jessica Watson, you should have just looked at her and gone, you're going to die out there. <laughs> and then just go back to your meal. <laughs> like, would that be construed as a threat? Like, I mean, because you're not actually saying you're going to kill her. Yeah. You're just saying you're going to die out there. Yeah. And that could happen. <laughs> Next time that happens, well, I want you to tell the person they're going to die. <laughs> when they're telling you about a mundane activity they're taking part in, just tell them they're going to die. I did this um, yeah, show last night. And it was like just an amazing show. Like just sometimes for whatever reason, there's just a bit of magic in the air. And it wasn't, you know, it was just a little club gig. And um, I just had an amazing audience. They'd been great all night. And from the minute I went on stage, you know, just like the the magic was happening. And I said to them about 40 minutes into this gig <laughs> that I said, this is one of the best gigs I've ever done and I've ever been involved with. But 
eventually, even the, the good and bad gigs, they all fade, you know, and that they all fade from their memory. And I said, but if, I, if on the way home tonight I died, this would be like a really fucking magic gig that we would all remember forever. And so I just want you guys to think about that. And there'll be part of you that when I get home safely tonight will be disappointed that I didn't die. (laughs) (laughs) And you can see the whole audience like, yeah, you're right. Like this would be something really special to have been, I kind of hope you do die on the way home. (laughs) Uh, So I'm talking to this woman on the plane and I'm clearly trying to get back to my newspapers. At that moment, I go deaf. Like my ear blocks up, like you know how sometimes it blocks up in the plane and I can't hear her, like literally can't hear her. There is a God. Yeah, and it's like (laughs) like God has answered my prayers and he's going the only way. But I'm then going, I've had to say to this woman, because she's talking and I can't hear her, I've had to say to her, I'm I'm so sorry, but I've gone deaf. (laughs) (laughs) I can't talk to you anymore. Because I have gone deaf. (laughs) She looked at me, Charlie, like, oh, my God, you could have just said that you didn't want to talk to me. (laughs) But I literally could not hear her. I had gone deaf. But I have said to a stranger on the phone, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you anymore. I'm deaf. I'm deaf now. You couldn't have been more insulting if you'd yeah. said, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to kill myself. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. But. Maybe that's what happened in 9-11. Maybe it was just like terrorists were, they weren't going to do anything. Yeah. They just got sat next to really boring people. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is, well, I, I'm going to have to take over this plane and fly it into a building. <laughs> I, I have to hear so about your sorry. fucking boat trip on the harbour. So, um, not the weirdest person I've sat next to in the last couple of weeks on an aeroplane. So, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I'm in uh, Darwin. Now, Darwin, have you ever spent much time in Darwin? Never been to Darwin. You've never been to Darwin? No. Oh, mate, you never, never know if you never, never go. <laughs> um, Darwin is... I see, I, well, I, I'm not on the run. <laughs> yeah. I have no crimes that I have to escape. Well, uh, for people who don't know Darwin, Charlie's not really joking. <laughs> there is an unwritten rule of Darwin, and this is legitimately a rule is, that you're allowed to p- ask people about what they've done since they've been in Darwin but you're not allowed to ask them about their life before Darwin. Like a lot of the time they, they were, they had a different name and if, but it gives Darwin this really interesting vibe. Wild, wild West. Yeah. And because, and because every, it's got a real community because everybody there is kind of escaping from something, whether it be like a bad debt or a crime or just like a far relationship, it's a sort of, or, or it's full of backpackers. So people are just kind of escaping their own lives and their own. So the whole town has this sort of, and because it's so hot, like people are just like, I'm sorry, um, I am going to drink beer at eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> and you've got to be cool with that because have you noticed how fucking hot it is here? Like, you know, so it's it's really amazing place and I, I kind of, I dig it, but you go a bit crazy when you go there. Like, so we've got up there and we, we had the gig on the Friday night and it's like, it's an amazing place. Like they... um. Uh, like they've got a big sort of yeah I think it's like twelve hundred seats or something their big yeah theatre centre there and it's an amazing show and we decided we were going to go out afterwards and have a bit of a night on the town in Darwin so <laughs> we've gone to Darwin's gay club which is called Throb 
so we could meet the one gay person in Darwin. <laughs> uh, so we've gone to the, the nightclub and uh, and they do a drag show and it's like the whole, you know, it's it's it was a... It was mixed, a, mixed gay or like dudes club? Ah, oh, like, mate, there's like seriously four gay people in Darwin. Right, okay. Like so when you say club, someone's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> club no, no, was actually... It's a really cool nightclub, but it's clearly the nightclub you go to if you are gay or if you're the sort of person who would normally get punched in the head for looking like you're gay yeah, in right. Darwin. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of your, your clientele. Which, hence why you were there. Hence why I was there. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, people had said to me, this is the only place in Darwin you're you not gonna get punched. might not get punched in the head. <laughs> we can't guarantee you won't, but you might not. And that was awesome. We had a good time. They dragged me up on stage in the middle of one of the shows and stuff. And we, we had a, but we were having a big night. Yeah. One of those sort of big nights where... I remember us deciding to leave and I remember waking up the next morning. I can't really remember how the bit that happened between us deciding to leave and us waking up the next morning Took happened. a little trip down the Hypnol Highway, did yeah. you, Will? <laughs> totally. I don't really know how it works. Uh, so I've woken up the next day and um, I, my flight's at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. But I'm staying at like a, a – I had to check out of my hotel at like 11 – but I'm staying at a place that has like a pool. Yeah. So it's hot the next day. So I just give them my bags. I go down. I lie by the pool, you know. I stack of newspapers. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Don't talk to me anyone. So it's time for me to go to the airport. I've got in the cab. And as I'm in the cab, I'm like, oh, it's really hot. And I'm, I'm sweating and I'm kind of like not feeling very well. And we've spoken on this show before about my distinct like hatred of like vomit and vomiting. <laughs> but I feel like, oh, my God, I'm going to be sick. And uh, I assume like combination of big night, but also I think extreme heat, heat, bit of heat stroke or something like that from lying by the pool. Anyway, not good. Got out of the airport, spewed like in front of people. Oh, yeah, like you know, you get out of the cab, play oh. the driver, sweating, Lindsay Lohan style, and then just like bang. Wow. Yeah, totally. Wow. Right. Finally getting a bit of... People are res- like, Adam Seals is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in Darwin, people are fine. Yeah. They're like, yeah, no, fair enough, mate. It is fucking hot. Here's a beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If anyone fucking makes fun of you throwing them down, you're like, dude, you probably killed someone. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fucking judge me. Did you vomit when you murdered your family? <laughs> <laughs> they come over to you, they give you a drink and a fake ID, and they say, on your way, mate. You'll yeah, be fine. Right. No one will ever yeah. know what happened. Um so I'm feeling awful. I've gone into the lounge. Um, the flight's delayed. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll have, I'll have a shower in the lounge. And I'm like, you know, anyway, I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. It's time for me to get on the plane. And I'm like, I'm not sure I should be getting on a plane for like three hours or whatever when I'm feeling this awful. Mm. I've gone on the plane. And I am sitting next to Charlie, the worst person I can think of in the world, to be sitting next to. Are you going to play celebrity head? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Am I a man? Yes. Am I on television? Uh, well, you appear on television, but that's not your job. Am I a journalist? No. Am Although you're around journalists quite often. Am I... Uh, am I uh entertainer? Uh, no, not by profession. Am I an athlete? No, you're not by profession, although quite famous for something you did that was athletic. Right. Am I in business? Uh, well, probably the biggest business there is in the country. Prostitution. 
Yes. And my Julia Roberts. I was sitting next to Julia Roberts, <laughs> uh, reprising her role in Pretty Woman. Okay, the biggest industry in Australia. Yeah. Well, the biggest, the biggest business. Okay. In so, am I in mining? No. Am I? The mining is probably a bigger business, but I've used that term a little bit all-encompassing. You'll understand okay. it when you get. All right. Fuck. Am I? So am I in? Um, uh, I am in business. I am in business? Well, well, yes, kind of. Am I like associated with the corporate world? No. Am I associated with advertising? No. Am I associated with s- sport? I'm sort of asking. You said sport. Athlete. Yeah. Um, fuck, man. Uh, uh, broadcasting, media? No, you appear, in, you appear in the media. I've never seen you cook. Shit. <laughs> uh, am I over 40? Yes. Am I over 50? Yes. Am I over 60? Yes. Am I, ever, am I over 70? I think so. Shit. Um, oh, okay. Uh, am I famous now? or did, uh, How about this? Was I, was I famous for something over 20 years ago? Uh, yeah, you've been famous for 20 years. Okay. Been famous for 20 years. Am I, am I gay? I doubt it very much. <laughs> I doubt it very, very much. Okay. Although uh, there are certain people, uh, certain men that you often got very, very excited around. Right. But I don't think it would right. go right. So I'm not Alan Jones. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who is also not gay, allegedly. <laughs> uh, shit, man. Can you give me a hint? I, I'll give you a recap of what you've... Okay. So I'm not guessed. Yeah. So... You're you're a man who's over seventy. Yeah. You were involved in quite a big business. You've been famous and well known for over twenty years. You're often around journalists okay. uh, and the media. Yeah. Uh, you but get you're a bit so- gushy around some other men, and you were known for something that was athletic. But you're not an athlete. Am I John Howard? You are John Howard, <laughs> the former Prime Minister of Australia, John Howard. I was sitting next to that on the plane while I looked like. I can't I, believe you met the guy from All Saints. I look like I am coming off heroin. Like I'm shaking, I'm rocking back and forward, and I'm sitting next to the former Prime Minister of Australia, John Howard. Yeah, he cancelled your TV show. Who is <laughs> in the best nick. Like he's, I think he's 72 or something like that. Yeah, he looks right. unreal, dressed up in his little suit, travelling by himself, which I think is... Pimp. Just amazing. Like can you imagine in another country that the Prime Minister, who like... What's a, a popular prime minister with a part of the community and a very, very unpopular prime minister with another part of the community, but for like for 11 years, um, he can just get on a plane by yeah. himself, pop around. People yeah. come up, get their photo with him or whatever, but I, I was just sitting to him, next to him the whole time going, he just, you know, he sat there, he ate his ice cream. Do you reckon they put you guys together deliberately when they saw you were both booked on the floor? Oh, this will be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. When is it some fireworks? It's like... Anyway, I vomited 10 times. In on that flight. <laughs> Ten times. Ten times I had to go to the little bathroom and vomit and come back and I was sitting next to John Howard, the former Prime Minister of Australia. on drugs. Seriously. I just couldn't talk to him either because I was just like... Did you acknowledge each other? No. Wow. No. For three hours? For three hours. And you sat next to him? Yeah. I thought wow. I was going to die. Were you getting like a feeling of like he was freezing you out? Or? No, no. He was so polite. He just had a stuck in newspapers. <laughs> He looked at you and said, I'm sorry, before you start, I've, I'm I've deaf. gone deaf. I have gone deaf. <laughs> Fuck you, John Howard. I invented that one. 
He's wringing vomit out of his eyebrows. I could just say, I, I could just see that. I could just see that me vomiting on him and that being. Oh God, that'd ha- be great. <laughs> we would have so much to talk about on the podcast. So Charlie, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have waited the four weeks I've waited to tell you this story yeah. if I'd vomited on the former <laughs> Prime Minister of Australia. I would have led with that. That could be your sign-off. I'm Will Anderson. I may vomit on you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, things that are vomit-worthy, oh. um, I did something in the name of this podcast this week, Charlie. I sacrificed myself for the state of this podcast. Uh, what did you do? I went and saw Jack and Jill. Ah, oh, good on you. Yeah. Well done. I felt like one of us had to. Yeah, yeah, And I felt like it, that I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. You've got an excuse now yeah. to go see Adam, Adam Sandler films for work. Yeah. In fact, your ticket's a tax write-off. <laughs> if this was a business. <laughs> if we're actually making any money from this. Um, I don't think we need to make money for this for it to be a tax write-off. <laughs> I feel like... Well, the show is a write-off. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like, like, you know how sometimes people run things as a loss and it can be, maybe this could be a tax thing. Yes, that's right. Maybe it can, it can I can, make a way we can launder our yeah, income is through this. That's right. It's true. I can funnel some of that sweet ABC dollar through this like loser business that we have <laughs> that only costs us money. Why did they keep doing that podcast for all those years? Tax purposes, right? Yeah, totally. it, was a, it was a tax write-off. We're actually broadcasting from yep. uh, an offshore an offshore. The Bahamas. Yeah. yeah, we're in the Bahamas. <laughs> We are Bahamas number one podcast. <laughs> so, um, was it okay? Well, what do you want to know about it? What can What can I tell you about Jack and Jill? What are your questions? At what point does Rob Schneider come into it? Uh, Rob Schneider is in it. Yeah, of course. In fact, there's only okay. Obviously, everything that we're going to talk about is you know spoilers. Okay. If there is such a thing as spoilers <laughs> in this movie, because to be honest with you. What you imagine this movie might be like is much better than what this movie actually is oh, like. Really? Like it's not it's it's so bad <laughs> that you almost think that it is it's a parody, parody yeah, yeah. of being bad. Yeah. But if it is, it's such a clever parody because you can't quite work out it's whether it's just bad yeah. or it's some sort of modern day work of fucking Andy Warhol s genius. Yeah, because it is so bad. There is there was a short film I saw at St Kilda Fest. As a, a guy, um, a very a prominent Australian actor and writer, um, made this film that was opening the St Kilda Film Festival, and it was uh, called Black Lassie, and it was um, about a guy whose uh, dog dies. And the dog's ghost, no, what happens? A couple have an argument and a dog dies and then there's a dog's ghost. It is appalling. Like it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. It was shot like on a handy cam. Everything about it was awful. Production values, the storyline. It seemed like a massive joke. And I remember afterwards it completely divided the audience because some people were like, well, that was bullshit. Like, what the fuck was that? Where other people were like, don't you get it, man? He made it so bad that that was his comment on film festivals that, you know, you can make something terrible and as long as it's pretentious or oh, some shit like that. I, I personally fall in the, in the camp of thinking it was just fucking bad. But it did sort of have half the people going, yeah, man, that's fucking genius. It's, it's, what he's doing is like subverting. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's what happened in this film. I think this is just awful. Um, I will run you through. Oh, okay, so there is one good moment, like literally one good moment, um, and it's Rob Schneider related. It's for anyone. When Rob Schneider is the high point of your film, 
Well, it's a. It's not a. No, it's a Rob Schneider joke. There's a. It's meta. Okay. Oh, it's a joke about Rob Schneider. It's a job joke about Rob Schneider. Is he playing himself? No, oh. he's in the film playing somebody else. However, um, there's a line where the, the, somebody's having a go at Rob Schneider films, and Jill turns to the camera and goes, "Hey, I like Rob Schneider." Wow. <laughs> I don't know if that's meta. <laughs> That's, uh, I think, fuck, man. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> he has an awareness, obviously, of how shit his friends' films are. But do you think Rob Schneider asked that line to be put in? Who writes these scripts, by the way? Does Adam Sandler It did feel them? like... Did you know, were there any writers credits <laughs> in the credits? It was did, just a big question mark when it came to the screenplay by. It did feel like if they'd been... It was the sort of movie that if, you, if you'd said they'd set themselves the challenge to make a movie... In the exact same amount of time that the movie went for, <laughs> then like you could almost, if you just said, this is the scenario of this film yeah, and we will just film it in the time it takes. Adam Sandler wrote it or was one of the three writers. Yeah. But do you think he actually writes? Because his name must be associated with all those films or do you think he just does an Adam Sandler pass? which is like, I'm going to punch someone here. I'm going to yell at a kid in this scene. Well, I imagine that like a lot of the stuff that comes out of his mouth might be, you know, his, his own words his or his writing. interpretation yeah. of his, his words. And I mean, he's most of what's in it. So, you know, technically. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't put my name on this. Like, <laughs> I would not put my name on it. I don't care if I wrote all of it. I would not put my fucking name. I mean, his name's already on it. So it's not even, it's not even like a passable, like, oh yeah. Here's, here's the thing. Okay, here's the first thing that's weird. The first thing that's weird about it is that the Jill character, so everyone knows the idea of the film. He plays his, you know, twin. Okay, so that's the first flawed premise that we have to deal with in this movie because it opens with a whole bunch of twins. So it has this kind of really nice thing where they've got real-life twins and they're doing a sort of like, you know, they're talking to each other about what it's like to be a twin. They're talking at the same time. They're joking about the time that one of them banged the other one's girlfriend and really? whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But they're real-life, you know, twins. But yeah, these two guys who look like we're rock star type looking guys. You know, they're sort of LA, yeah, yeah. sort of Steel Panther like yeah, sort yeah. of guys. And they were twins and they were like, bro, remember that time you went out with that girl and you can go on the first date? And then like you said, you go on the date. And then you guys like dated for like months later. And she said, that first date was always the best date. Bro, high five. Like that sort of shit. What did you just say? <laughs> I have no, what was that conversation? I was trying to follow it. What? So they? How did they both have sex with her? Was it the same time? No, no, oh. no. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I was one step ahead. Yeah, I'm really quick. It might look like there's two of me in here. <laughs> <laughs> they did it in a funhouse mirror, and she she just thought it was just the mirrors, but yeah, there was right. literally heaps of like gallows in there. No, no, like he was going out with this girl. And then he had something on that night, so he sent his brother along. Right. And brother had a crack. That's kind of, that's uh, borderline sexual assault, isn't it? I mean, you can, you're not, she's not consenting. Yeah. She's consenting to one brother, not the other. Well, is she? I guess that's the, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? I mean, I guess you're right. Like, technically, you're right. Yeah. However, maybe she really liked the, you know, in fact, she liked the, one, the other one better. 
from this story. It's a different person, though. Yeah, not, it is not, a different not person. Consent. It's mostly the same person. If though. I, <laughs> if I sent, uh, if I had the ability, if I was like Mystique, right? Yeah. So I could adopt any form. So I just say I turned myself into Brad Pitt, and then I went and fucked Angelina Jolie, and somehow it got out that it was me in disguise. She could get me charged. Like that's a, essentially uh, non-consensual sex. You're right. Okay. Uh, what about this then? If um, can we just stop and just think about me having sex with Angelina Jolie for a bit? You can think about that for as long as you yeah. like. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, what about this then? If in some sort of like you know mind swap thing, yeah. some evil person who was like plotting against you, right, um, took over your body, right, and then they had sex with Gemma, right? Would you consider that she? But she didn't know. Yeah. That that'd be fine for her, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not holding against her. But it's uh she would feel violated by the person impersonating me. Would she though? Like I mean yes! it, still, it still just looks like you. Maybe he was nicer than you. Maybe he was funnier and a better lover. Maybe he took over your body and knew what and to did do a with it job. better. Like he knew how it all fucking worked. Uh-huh. He knew how to distract himself to hold on for longer. <laughs> he knew how to please a woman more than you did. And she was like, do you remember that one night? I love that way you kept really talking awesome? about your dead grandmother to stop yourself from coming. It was so romantic. Maybe. <laughs> like if this guy has the power to take over your body, maybe he has other powers. Like, you know, maybe he has the power to please so, a woman. So right, I would just say someone disguises themselves as you and goes and has sex with Amy. Yep. And, you know, it all comes out. And this guy's just a random person. He's, you know, found you on the internet or something yep. like that. <laughs> Now, Amy says, okay, well, you know, it was just, it wasn't any better than the normal sex, yeah. you know, and, and I'm sort of, I feel violated, but I'm willing to sort of forgive and forget. Do you yeah. just, do you leave it or do you pursue it? Do you say, no, fuck it, man. We're going to charge this guy. What do you do? Just dress like me. Well, he morphed, he morphed <laughs> into you. He's yeah. like Mystique. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's fine. I mean, well, no, we could go after him. So as far as you're concerned, as, like, if a person can accurately portray any other person, they can have sex wherever they want. I'm just saying that I wouldn't be as freaked out about it as if it was like, you know, because you can't, for all its intents and purposes. It's understandable, but you'd still be freaked out. There's a guy who can morph into any person. (laughs) Oh, don't get me wrong. I think the next time you're having sex with Amy, you could be having sex with him. It's a good point. (laughs) I had not thought about it. He comes around your house. He has sex with you. He sees your photo on the mantelpiece. He goes, well, I'll do him next. (laughs) (laughs) But is he doing anything bad? Oh, I suppose he's like, I mean, he's... All right. If it was a female, just say Mystique had sex with you, right? Yeah. You know, she morphed herself into Amy, she had sex with you, then revealed herself as Mystique. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, okay. You know, whether or not you find that a bad thing or a good thing. (laughs) But if Mystique was a dude. Yeah. So when she unchanges, it's like, what's a male Mystique? Mustache. Yeah. Mustache. (laughs) Mustache. So Mustache reveals himself. Do you feel, then you're angry, right? No. I'll be fine with it. Because like when we were doing it, it was like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, but he completely, he completely misrepresented the situation. But did, like he, if, did he do anything Mustache, bad to me? If Mustache uh, was a guy and had sex with you, yeah. I can understand that. Because you know what you're getting. But he's, he's, can change, he's changed the rules on but you. But he isn't a guy when he's like, you know. Like if he's just whoever it is that I'm like. Yeah, I'm, I suppose. It's Mystique. She must be able to And mimic. as long as I haven't been like, you know, you know violated permanently by that. What, so Mystique's a shapeshifter, right? Yeah. So a shapeshifter can actually also create genitalia. Yeah, we can shift or shape. It's not like you can't like get rid of your blue fucking scales <laughs> I love and, like, and then like, yeah, t- change completely, but apparently you can't do a cock and balls. 
Really? I love the way you got all indignant, as if, of course, Charlie, shapeshifters, everyone knows that. <laughs> That's the first thing. You can't we're... call yourself a shapeshifter if you can only do a few shapes. You can't tell Just me. Just because you can turn into a square doesn't make you a shapeshifter. <laughs> There's a lot of other shapes you need yeah. to be able to make. You're like, you're, you think you're a shapeshifter if you can pretend to be a tree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a tree. <laughs> I can spell out YMCA. Yeah. I'm a shapeshifter. I'm a shapeshifter. My body is a completely <laughs> different shape to what it was before, mate. Now I'm in a ball. Now I'm the downward dog. No, you're just doing yoga, mate. You're not a shapeshifter. <laughs> this guy turns up to Professor Xavier's school for the gifted and he's like, oh, I finally found my people. And, yeah. and Professor X is like, well, I've yeah. just done like a, a, a yeah. telekinesis scan of you and I can't tell what your mutant ability is. And he's like, I'm a shapeshifter. shapeshifter. Look at this. YMCA. <laughs> well, you're definitely not a mutant, but you may be gay. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I think when you're a teenage shapeshifter, surely, like, you know, as you're going through puberty, the first thing you're doing is mucking around shapeshifting your genitals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Spend it all day in your fucking room shifting your genitals. A shapeshifter would be the best prostitute, definitely, wouldn't they? I mean, because they can create any fantasy. Yeah. So whatever the fetish is, if you're like hermaphrodites or whatever like that, a shapeshifter can do that as well. Yeah. Or can they? Yeah. Well, of no. Of course I can. No, because can they multiply? That's multiplying genitalia. Yeah. So if, you, if you're saying I'm hermaphrodite, that's saying you've got a penis and a vagina. Yeah, all right. right. So, sure. But I would have thought that if you're morphing into a male or a female. Yeah. Well, you don't you, have to. You've only got one gender. sexual organ thing. Can you suddenly create another yeah. sexual organ? Of course you can. Can you morph into an, a, a horse if you're a shapeshifter? Yeah. Any animal, any, well, aren't, any aren't, biological animal. Aren't they, uh, aren't, um, well, if you look at true blood, um, like for shapeshifters, I think a lot of them, they can, they just morph into any animal. Right. You know, like they might choose one they like, but, you know, because um, Sam Merlot from uh, True Blood, who runs the bar, he's a shapeshifter. Yeah. And he, um, like, normally is a wolf. But he, there's been like, Isn't he's he been a, a horse and a, oh, a dog yeah. and a, like in all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah right. So like, but that's a mystical shapeshifter, right? Yeah. That's I'm talking more like the because there's two <laughs> classes of shapeshifters, like mystique, which is like yeah. a, a physiological change. Like yeah. you see the fins on their body flip around, and yeah. she, so I don't know that she can create. I mean, mystique is a is a woman in yeah. her natural form, right? That's right. So she has one set of genitalia. Yeah, correct. Which she can morph into whatever genitalia she wants. Yeah, I don't think she can split it in half. Of course she can. Just take a bit you were going to use for the fucking elbow or something, elbow or something and make, that, make a couple <laughs> Yeah, just walls. get the, the skin off the end of your elbow. You've got to scrotum. them. Yeah, totally. That's fine, mate. Shift a bit of your nose down yeah. your cock. That's fine. Take a bit out of the boobs or whatever and whack it in your balls and <laughs> you bang, you're fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, All right. I think if Mystique can fucking shapeshift into anyone, she can definitely whack, whack up a cock and balls and a vagina. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah. All right, point taken. Easy. But the cock... The vagina... That's what you would do when you're a teenager. You give yourself both and then just fuck yourself. <laughs> you, how would you... Oh, yeah, I guess you could. That's the only way you... Yeah, of course. Well, you're, no, you couldn't do it. You'd only be able to do it if you created your penis on the inside of your thigh. Because how are you going to get it in? If you put them right next to each other, how are you getting an erect penis into your own vagina? Uh, well... That's a sentence I thought I'd never, never <laughs> Maybe say. you could put the penis below the vagina and then kind of just angle below, it up and in. But then when you're getting erect... Oh, you mean the pain, the vagina above the penis? Yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry, yeah, yes. Okay, yeah. And okay. so you put yeah, so you put the penis down below, <laughs> and then so you just re-angle it up in. in. 
some 14-year-old shapeshifter won't come out of the bathroom. The parents like, what are you doing in there? Oh, just having a shower. <coughs> You're not shapeshifting your penis into a vagina again, are you? No. no. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, all right. So first floor with Adam and Eve is that they – so you have all these twins at the start, you yeah. know. And Adam they, and Eve. Adam and Eve. Adam and Jill. Jill and Jack. Whatever their names are. Jack and Jill. Uh, <laughs> Adam and his sister. Uh the, the first problem with it is that they have all these twins at the start, which establishes the whole idea that twins are identical if they are what? Boys and boys and girls and girls. Okay. If if boys and girls are twins, they don't look the same. Unless they're Steve and Mark Waugh. Yeah. <laughs> but that's... Uh, Mark's no, a chick, right? The only way you have identical twins is if they're the same sex. <clears throat> but this movie is based on the premise that even though it's a boy and a girl... Are they meant to be identical? Yeah, they're identical. Well, I mean, you know, it's Adam Sandler in a wig, so yes. But it literally is just Adam Sandler in a wig doing a funny voice. Now, I understand if the movie... <clears throat> like, if, if Adam Sandler did such a hilarious woman that you were like, oh, great, let's just get Adam Sandler to do this hilarious woman character he does for, like, half the movie and it'll be brilliant. Yeah. But... It's not like it's not, Mrs. Doubtfire. No. It's not like Tootsie. It's... No. And it could have been. Like, literally... I'm not having a problem. I don't for those reasons that you just mentioned. There's no problem with some, a comic actor dressing up and being a woman in a movie, and you could make a really sort of funny, White interesting, chicks. yeah, movie. <laughs> but this this is the movie that makes white chicks look like Citizen Kane. Like it is the the female character is not funny in any way. She's horrible and repugnant. But so is kind of Adam Sandler's character. So that's like I think that's the first like flaw. Who's the hot but credible actress playing his girlfriend or wife? Katie Holmes is his wife. Fuck really. And it's one of those moments where the whole way through you can see her in her eyes. So hang on, I didn't do the Batman sequel, <laughs> but I'm doing Jack and Jill. Like there is a little bit of her that dies inside. Yeah. And like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's happy to be out of the house. Yeah. But. It must be a nice payday for those chicks. It is. Especially if they're like an indie actress, you know, like Joe Lauren Adams or Winona Ryder who probably gets like an indie paycheck. And like, fuck, I'll do an Adam Sandler film. Yeah. Five million bucks. They, and her role makes no sense. Like you don't get why she likes like this guy, why they're together. It just like, and their kids are meant to be like quirky, mm. you know. So one of them, uh, the girl dresses like her dolls all the time. So in every scene... She's in the same outfit as her dolls in. That's like a running gag. And the other running gag is the other kid likes to tape things to himself. So essentially, like, they're bad parents I wanna, with two retarded kids. I, I'm sorry, Will. I want to keep listening, but I've gone deaf. <laughs> is that what you just yelled at the screen halfway through? I've gone deaf and I'm blind. deaf. I'm deaf. Stop playing this film. I am deaf. So, um... <laughs> gets worse Charlie it gets oh, wow. so much worse well, we haven't even got into it yet we've just done a fucking thumbnail sketch of yep. who's in it so here's the premise of the film right they they used to be best mates you know when they were kids mm-hmm. but he kind of grew up and, and she she really didn't and you know now he doesn't like it to come and visit and that sort of stuff so that's yeah. that's the premise of the film and it's like um, Thanksgiving or whatever and she's coming she's coming to visit and let me guess Katie Holmes encourages him to make yeah. contact with his sister. Like, Correct. You know, she's not that bad. In fact, I bet everyone around him thinks that she's not that bad. Yeah. But she, like, just drives him crazy. That is exactly and right. And 
she some, through her, her klutziness, she somehow advances up a ladder somehow. That's a bit like, uh, is it a bit like um, adaptation with Nicolas Cage's twin brother? Even though he's a fucking buffoon, people sort of love him and he has his success somehow, inexplicably. That would have been a good way to go, Charlie. Okay, no. That would have been an Was excellent some, way to go. Some No, instead of doing anything like that, that would have made complete sense and you would have gone, that's a journey. No, here's what happens. Uh, she walks into things. <laughs> Al Pacino. Oh my god. Al Pacino, man. El, who fucking has a crack? I will give you that. I've never seen so many fucking cameo. Like Johnny Depp's in this movie. Uh, what? Yeah, Johnny Depp's in it. Johnny Depp playing plays a cameo. Yeah, playing himself. There's this scene because Al Pacino's playing himself as well. Because see, Adam Sandler, his character is like an advertising like copyright writer, and they need Al Pacino. For this, like they're dunk because they're going to lose Dunkin' Donuts because Dunkin' Donuts have come up with the Dunkachino and they want Al Pacino. To- <laughs> That's actually quite cool. <laughs> they want Al Pacino to do the ad like that for joke. their Dunkachino. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's actually a good joke. Yeah. Okay. No, you, you, no, you're kind of right. Okay. So they need Al Pacino. The Dunkachino. But but Adam Sandler's like, well, how can we get Al Pacino for the Dunkachino? Luckily. Al Pacino's doing a Broadway play at the time and he's just going mad for reasons that are not really explained in the film. Yeah, but is, so, it, is it like he's taking the piss out of himself? Yeah. Yeah, right. So, but, he, and, but he's having some sort of mental breakdown. All oh, right. So like, in know, a plot, he's having a breakdown. Yeah, right. exactly. So there's been a YouTube clip of him where people have come to see his play and their phone goes off and he, in character, you know, berates them and everyone's going, what's going on with Al Pacino? He's going mad. And luckily for the film, Charlie, this is how his madness expresses itself. He meets Jill and falls in love with Jill. Because that's the credible plot point that would happen. That Al Pacino, one of the world's greatest actors, would fall in love with Adam Sandler with a wig on. Like it just... I just, I love the fact... Like if they'd the gone ball, to some the effort... balls on like pitching that to Al Pacino... Like, you'd have to assume that maybe they're friends or, or there's some kind of... Because I couldn't imagine any agent getting that call from the studio saying, hey, you know, I've got this part, Jack and Jill would love Al to play. It would be taken seriously by the agent. It's This is Al Pacino, right? The Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, the whole time you kind of think... You feel like he kind of gets the joke because there's this scene at the end... Of course he gets a joke. Where he, liter- where he literally is doing the, um, uh, the ad. Right. Yeah, for the for Dunk-a-chino. the Dunkachino, and he's rapping like he's rapping like. Oh my god! <laughs> I have to see it now. I've got to say, you're doing a really good job <laughs> selling it. Right. I've liked everything so far. <laughs> so, so the plot point is essentially that Jill, who Adam Sandler hates, Al Pacino meets her and, and falls, falls in, in love. love with her, and is, for he... no reason. She doesn't do anything particularly, or right. he just yeah, thinks she's hot. He just thinks she's hot. You could get it if there was some sort of like, oh, she does something and he that it really appeals to him. But yeah. no, they just go, ah, no one's, oh, fuck it. who's paying attention? Yeah. She, he's fallen in love with Jill. Yeah. That's all we need. That's, for what, this. that's actually what happens. Yeah. Like the director just walks in front of the camera and yeah. in the middle of the scene, middle of the scene and goes, look, uh, we could give you a bunch of yeah. bullshit reasons why he falls in love with her. He just yeah. does. Okay. Yeah. Could we get going? Yeah. Oh, fine. All right, good. Action. Action. <laughs> <laughs> I would have enjoyed that more. <laughs> Just occasionally. Now that would have been meta. Yeah, if the directors <laughs> come out every now and again and just gave it a bit of. So for this next sketch to work, we need this to be what's going on. <laughs> so that's what's happening now. They're at the basketball, and Adam Sandler's trying to meet uh, Al Pacino, and Al Pacino's down 
uh, sitting with Johnny Depp. So Johnny Depp's in the in the and movie action. for cameo. Uh, What's Johnny Depp's little bit? Does he actually make a joke? Or it's just him and Pacino basically on the you know the camera of the bus. Oh, every cameo in it is completely wasted. Like right. every single one. It's and, like- the opposite philosophy to The Simpsons, where every character is worth something. Yeah, no, no. There's uh, Drew Carey's in it, playing himself on like Wheel of Fortune because Jewel goes on Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Fortune. But what she does, Charlie, is that when she's spinning the wheel, she, she knocks out. herself out. Uh, and what happens? She. No, that's it. That's the whole joke. All right, that's so the... it's not like she gets a big money payout or becomes a celebrity because of it. No. Oh. It's not like that. <laughs> I keep giving it too even much though, credit. Even though you... those are things that could have all been in the plot, they were like, we have to make this film in the time it takes to show this film. <laughs> we don't have time for any of these actual plots or things that might happen or repercussions for any action that happens in this film. But you know what's amazing about this is being a script doctor for an Adam Sandler uh, film would be so easy because literally, yep. you know... Uh, you being the writer would call me up and say, okay, so uh, we've got a scene where Jill knocks herself out at Wheel of Fortune. What happens? And you just go, uh, okay, um, she sues Wheel of Fortune, she becomes really rich, she becomes an internet celebrity, a bunch of reasons. And they'll just be like, uh, you know what, thanks anyway, man. <laughs> we're just going to we're just gonna run ahead with nothing happens. We've got John McEnroe, so <laughs> we need to wedge him in or something, which they do. And like it literally is one of those, like it's like a John, John McEnroe's angry. Right. Like, that's literally the joke when John McEnroe's Because it. that's 1984. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, okay. So, th- it, this is what's set does up Does he now. say you cannot be serious? Well, I, I was about to say I think he says that, but I'm not sure right. if he does. But it's jet, it's in that vein if he doesn't say it. Um, so, now this is what's set up. Adam Sandler wanted Jill to leave. Sorry, Jack wanted Jill to leave. But now he can't have a leaf because the only way he's going to get Pacino, Pacino to yeah, do his right. ad is if, you know. She sticks around. Yeah, exactly. But she's not into Pacino. Uh, she is into the racist stereotype gardener that they have keep coming up doing immigrant jokes constantly. What, is he Mexican? It's like, yeah, it's a, he's always talking about sneaking across the border or his big family. And then he goes, I kid. Oh, is it played by Rob Schneider? Possibly. Is it? So <laughs> no, it was one of those things wrong. I think that might be Rob Schneider. Oh, it's just one of his stable. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's one of his, like, you know. Yeah, yeah it's, it's either Rob Schneider or some guy. It's those two, it, there's those two guys. There's yeah. the one with the dark hair and the big guy. <laughs> They're in all his films. I don't yeah. know their names. Yeah, but it is. It's one of Sandler's posse. Okay. Uh, essentially playing this thing, playing this horrible racial stereotype character. Um, so she's not in Al Pacino even though he's like one of the biggest movie stars in the world and he's paying attention to this woman who's never had attention paid to her. No, no, she's not really interested. Yeah. But Sam, uh, Jack has to get her to stick around, Charlie, because yeah. he needs Al Pacino to do his ad. Can you see how amazing this coincidence is that has happened? Yeah, made it's amazing. This film? It's amazing. Yeah. So uh, they then, um, let's skip ahead a bit. Okay. They then go on a cruise. Well, let's just say, so she walks into some things, <laughs> she falls down something, she says something inappropriate. Um, do we see her underpants or something? Yeah, stage? heaps of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bike short type underpants. Um, does she say something kind of naive that's really offensive, like she calls a bunch of black people monkeys or something like that? Oh, no. There is a lot of racism in the film. But, but she's not from she's her? Not, no. Oh, no, okay. Jill's not, not, not the kind of... But she's, but she's not in a Pacino. Okay. So they take her away on this uh, family cruise that they didn't want to take her away on. Yeah. And then Pacino rings and he's coming in on a helicopter because he wants to see Jill. Right. 
And he has a helicopter. And he has a helicopter because he's Pacino. If he has a helicopter, why is he making fucking Jack and Jill? <laughs> to pay for the helicopter. Yeah, fact, that's right. That's what the helicopter's for. Yeah. And it's literally him just going, yeah. I bought this <laughs> from doing this movie. They said I could keep the helicopter. So, um, oh, by the way, in the rap song at the end, this might actually get you to see the film. Not only is he rapping about the Dunkachino, but he references famous lines of his in the rap. I was going to ask <laughs> if that was going to come up, if he was going to say hoo-ha. Yeah, anything. that's in the rap. Oh. All that sort of stuff. It's all in the rap. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Like, and people give De Niro shit for selling out. Like, wow. <laughs> so, um, it, so here's what happens, Charlie. Yeah, he, he wants to go and see Jill. So he's... Um, getting on his helicopter and come out to the cruise boat to, to find to find Jill. Uh, but Jill doesn't want to go on a date with him. So what is Jack going to do, Charlie? What is Jack going to do in that situation that would be hilarious? Drug his sister and let Al Pacino have sex with her. <laughs> this becomes a really gritty, bleak drama. We, we find it was based on the horrible Diane Brimble P&O <laughs> story. It's like, this is an edgy direction to have taken Jack and Jill this was a horrible story Adam I don't think this was this is not an appropriate story for comedy this is a a tragedy on epic proportions this is a very bad taste and Rum Schneider should not be playing the boat captain this is is horrible Uh, Adam Sandler Jack, here's what he does he puts on a wig and puts on Jill's clothes and pretends to be Jill and goes on the date with Al Pacino. You see, because he looks like Jill in a wig anyway. So it's like part of me died just then. Like I just, I felt so deflated. Like it's weird. It was, it's so bad. I actually feel like I've wasted money on seeing that film. and I haven't paid a cent. Yeah. I've wasted emotional money, soul money. So, uh, they have sex. No, they don't. <laughs> Although that would have made me see the film. And <laughs> at the end of get- getting pegged by Al Pacino, screaming no, just like that scene from Breakback Mountain, where he's beating his fist on the ground of the tent. And Adam Sandler's like, I'm a, I'm a shapeshifter. And he's gone, no, you're not. You're just a man with a cock. You tucked your cock between your legs. Uh, so uh, they don't have sex, but yeah, there's all, all sorts of hijinks ensue. Yes, and you know, then what's the resolution? Jack and Jill learn to love each other, and why? What happens to the account? <sighs> Does Pacino do it? Yeah, that's the ad you see at the end. Okay, so hang on. After they go on the date, where uh, Adam Jack is playing Jill. Yeah. Um, what happens? Does he get caught out as playing Jill? Do they kiss? That must be there. Must be a lot of jokes about will they, won't they kiss? Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole. Pre- to be honest with you, my mind is starting to get a bit foggy at this point. <laughs> I clearly, that's when your aneurysm. I clearly was looking around the room. I was clearly like, how much of this do I have to remember so we can talk about? <laughs> because, like, even for a joke, this is starting to hurt me now. Did you sit on your own? Yeah. Was there anyone in the cinema? Like, was it full? Uh it wasn't full. It was in the middle of the day. Um, 
So it was. Oh, there was probably like another. Did you do you do? Did you do like a? Did you do do? Did you do do? Did you do a breakdown of the demographic? Do you do that when you see a film? Oh, these are my people. Uh, no, I, I'll tell you who was there. Um, there was like a, a fat guy sitting by himself. Masturbating. <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> About how much popcorn he had. <laughs> uh, no, no, he was just sitting there by himself, obviously seeing a movie in the middle of the day. I was sitting by myself, seeing a movie in the middle of the day. Um, so I felt like a kinship to him because yeah. we were the two people who'd just gone... Well, like it's the middle of the day. <laughs> one of us is either so successful that we don't have to work during the day, or one of us is so unsuccessful <laughs> that we do not have a job during the day. And I'm going to let you work out who that is. Yeah. Well, he, might, he may well have been seeing it for his podcast. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to judge him. Uh, there was uh, two Asian couples uh, sitting together, and there was just like another couple, and that was it. There wasn't like a big, big screening that or anything. That big like that. fat guy yeah. had just come and sat next to you. Like, you know, pretty much an empty cinema and just sat next to you. Would yep. you have stayed in your chair? No. You would have moved. Yeah. And he comes and he sits down next to you where you've moved again. Yeah. What do you say? <laughs> say, dude, what's going on? There's heaps of places to, to sit. So I just I like this chair. I just, I just like a bit of space, mate. Something to keep my popcorn, you know? Well, mate, you don't own the cinema. If you want space, sit somewhere else. I, don't, well, I will sit somewhere else. Are you going to stay here? Well, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so you get up and you move I get up and I move and what happens come sit next to you again I say mate this is going to be weird like you know the, the movie's about to start and like, what's your problem well I, I just think it's weird that we don't know each other and I'm moving and then you like if, if I was shh I want to watch the film if I was hey, playing, shh, can you mind don't talk to me in the film alright I'm just, I'm just going to move if that's alright <laughs> no offence mate but um, enjoy the film uh, I hear it's really good uh, I'm just going to move and then I move okay 15 minutes in the film. Sits there next to you. Doesn't say anything this time. Just sit next to you. And it's dark? Yeah. I'll probably stay. <laughs> <laughs> All you creepy stalkers out there. All I'm saying is persistence. <laughs> Would you get the manager? I'll get the manager. That's, so do I, I've, what? I've done that before. I've, uh, that's been my move, called the manager. Oh, that's because you fucking know the system, man. It's because you've been on the other side. I've been on the other side, man. I've worked yeah. in the cinema. No, but that's the... Did you ever have somebody... Uh, well, what did you get the manager for? Just punks talking was, loudly yeah, or something? Yeah, talking. I said shut up. They wouldn't shut up. They kept yeah. talking. Actually, weren't punks. They were like two middle-aged... Well, not middle-aged, but... Yeah, sort of older ladies. And they were just... They had brought literally like a fucking picnic in and they were eating and talking as if... <laughs> You know, some people when you're at the movies, they think they're in their living room. Yeah. And so they're happy to talk and pass shit around and take calls and shit. This is what they were doing. And for like half an hour, I was like, no, shut up, shut up. And then when it stopped, so I went and got the manager. So he came in and busted them, made them put their sandwiches away. <laughs> <laughs> but that's protocol, dude. Yeah. You just get the manager. It's their problem now. Or what about when you were working at the cinema? Mm-hmm. Was there any issues? Did you ever have to like, what were the Apparently. most common things? Did people fuck in the cinema and stuff? I think so. There really? was no. I mean, it was a pretty tame cinema. It wasn't like it was an art house cinema. Yeah, so it's not like so the crowd of, it wasn't like teenagers and shit yeah. like that. I mean, there'd be pe- a lot of fingering at sort of like Final Destination. People would five sneak or beers in. Like that's probably about as yeah, bad right. as it would get. I mean, there were a couple of homeless people who would sneak in, but if our manager wasn't on, we'd just let them come in and watch movies. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yes, yeah, like they're not. They weren't. They weren't stealing anything. They're just fucking destitute. So yeah. Um, but you know, might as well. That would be somewhere warm and see a movie. <laughs> But it would be, be yeah. horrible if you're an actor, though, and uh, like 
there's a homeless guy, right? <laughs> and you're like on the street and you walk by and the homeless guy's going, you were no good in that last one. <laughs> like even the homeless guy saw my film <laughs> and hated me. We used to have um, uh, like uh, they're shooting The Matrix when I was working at that cinema and we used to have like Keanu Reeves and shit come in and this one time he came in to see his own film. I was yeah. so fucking tempted to go and just sit next to him and just watch him watch himself. And then when he changed seats, you go and sit next yeah. to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, well, what do you mean? Like, I just did to, like... He was just buying a ticket to see a film. And it was do you think film. he was going It wasn't in... like a... He wasn't a star. It was like an indie film. I can't remember what it was. And do you think he'd all. not seen the film? Or do you think he was like, he wanted to go and watch it while other people watched it? Or No, it was like, a, it wasn't like a busy session. It was, say, you know, just in the afternoon or something. He'd forgotten he was in it? <laughs> yeah, he probably did. He was such a kind of... It's like, whoa. He was such a... Um, uh, He's such a... Have you met him or did you interview him or anything like that? I um, I drank his drink once. Ah, just like Steve Waugh. Yeah. You creepy fuck, man. Don't do that. That's horrible. <laughs> if I ever catch you drinking anything in mine, I'm going to punch you in the face. Shut up. Don't. It's gross. It's Why weird. Why is it gross? Because it's something weird about it. It's like you're putting your tongue in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was... I would be less grossed out by you kissing them than you drinking their tea. I don't know. Something about milk. It was a Bloody Mary. Oh, well, I'm less grossed out by that. It was a Bloody Mary and hadn't drunk much of it. It was a poolside at... Um, Are you hoping to absorb some of their kind of star power? Yeah. Right. Spit Sisters. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> so, yeah, it was poolside um, at uh, the Stanford... Uh, no, the, what's the... The standard, standard. The Standard in LA. And I was having a meeting, like a meeting downstairs with this, like, US agent. And... Uh, like, you know, by the pool and they serve food there and drinks and whatever. And Keanu has just, like, rocked in. And he looks like he's had a pretty big night. Yeah, right. Like, he's looking cool, but it looks like he's had a big he night. Looked, but that's what I was going to say about him. He looks kind of like he's concentrating all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he is. <laughs> like, you know... Buy ticket, take change, turn left, walk upstairs. You know, maybe he just really has to concentrate yeah. on every second. Well, that's that kind of looked like what he looked like. So yeah. he's come in and he's like sat down and he's like, you know, he's ordered a, a, like a Bloody Mary. And the, the first thing that I found weird was the waiter like asked for his credit card. Like, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, I know. He said, are you staying at the hotel? And he was like, no. And he was like, well, can I get a credit card then for your tab? And I was like... It's Keanu Reeves, mate. I don't think he's going to do a fucking runner. I don't think he's going to disappear into the fucking Matrix. And even if he does, it's one Bloody Mary. You know what? I think the Stanford can, the fucking standard can comp fucking Keanu Neo. Reeves fucking. one fucking Bloody Mary. Like the guy's got $400 million. I'm sure he can A, fucking cover the Bloody Mary. But B, you know what? Even if he can't, I'll cover it. You can put it on my room, mate. <laughs> I will buy Keanu Reeves. Your agent's just Mary. sitting next to you saying, what are you talking about? What are you talking? But literally this is what the conversation I was having. I was like, can you believe yeah. that the guy's asked for his... Because he, he obviously felt a bit uncomfortable handing over his fucking credit cards, yeah, yeah. you know, like as you can imagine he would. Anyway, so the waiter's given him all this fucking attitude and you can tell he wasn't really digging it. So anyway, he's got his bill. Like when he got the drink, he's asked for the bill. Was he just sitting on his own? Sitting by himself. Having a drink at the standard. Having a Bloody Mary. For no... 11 o'clock in the morning. Not talking to anyone. No. Literally there by himself. Such an enigma. Yeah. So he's um, clearly got a bit put off by the the attitude and the surface. So he signed his like, you know, thing. And he's like, and taken one sip of his Bloody Mary. And he's just left. This is not up to standard. (laughs) 
So, Although it's called the standard, it is not up to my lofty standards. Whoa. <laughs> so that's what happened. And then he's just like disappeared into the matrix. So I... <laughs> Tank, I need an exit. <laughs> this was not an excellent adventure. <laughs> I can't do his voice. But I... <laughs> um, so he's, he's fucked off. And I'm sitting there with my agent and I'm like, Keanu Reeves has left and that's the rest of his drink. I'm going to drink the rest of Keanu Reeves' drink. So I had to do it sneakily because like it was at the next table. It's a weird thing you have. It's a weird little... <laughs> I, didn't, I mean, you know, you don't have many kind of weird quirks, but this drinking, the drink of people you admire is weird. Why? It kind of makes me think you're one of the... Like, was it of, weird when Jesus said to his disciples, drink this, this is my blood? No. It was Jesus fucking sharing with his disciples. And I feel like that's the same thing, except they don't know that I'm doing it. If it was the Last Supper and Jesus has just said, you know, drink this, this is my blood, and then 15 minutes later he comes out and sees Judas drinking from his chalice, you'd be like, dude, that's my blood. No, you'd be like, that's gross, man. Yeah. What he was talking about was symbolic. I don't know. You know, you watch fantasy films and there's always a scene where the demon wants to absorb someone's power and they open their mouth and you see light. That's what I kind of imagine you're doing with these people. That's what I do imagine. (laughs) That I'm like one of those, like in Heroes, there was a Scylla who was the one who could go around and he could take the powers. You're rogue. From everybody else. Exactly. So I basically, that's what I imagined that I was doing. I was just going, I'm draining you know, all their powers <laughs> through their saliva. You can understand why that's creepy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I drank his drink. No, I think that's cool. I, I, I lo- I'd like to drink more people's drinks. Like, I would like to meet more celebrities I admire and drink their stuff. The other thing that I would like to do, Charlie, and I've never had the guts to do this, but is just eat food off other people's plates. While they're eating? Yep. Like, just walk through and go up to somebody and just go, can I have a chip and eat a chip? Yeah. Or, like, just go through and go, can I taste that? Um, and just to see how people would react like because if someone came up to me at a restaurant and was like hey dude can I have a chip I'd be alright with that I'd be like yeah why not if it's yeah if it's a a shareable food but if they come up and say can I have a bite of your hamburger excuse me mate can you uh, yeah a bite of yeah okay yeah it's a bit gross that is a bit gross yeah but if you can pass it they can take it off your plate then I'm I'm alright with that if you can cut it if you could go if if you could cut them a slice of the hamburger That'd be okay, but not if they bite it. When I used to work as a kitchen hand, when I was like 16, I would get so fucking hungry. It was a pancake restaurant that like orders would come back of half-eaten meals. And if no one was looking, I'd fucking eat much of that if I could. I'd scoop up, let's say like a handful of pancakes and some fucking melted ice cream and and eat it. When you're a teenage boy, you've got a huge appetite, but fuck, man. I get so hungry. It seemed like such a waste, all this food coming back. The amount of times in a hotel at night I have been tempted to fucking just walk past everybody's room services, like plates. Because often there's like big bowls of chips or whatever that they clearly, you know, ordered and didn't touch. And you're like, I could fucking neck that down. (laughs) (laughs) And if they were celebrities, Charlie, I would. (laughs) But I don't know if they are. And I'm not just eating ordinary people's leftover food. <laughs> Only celebrities. Did your agent sign you after that uh, witnessing you drain Keanu Reeves of his power? Uh, you know what? They're not my agent anymore. Yeah, right. Maybe yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> we met with this arsy guy. He was crazy. I think he was trying to drain Keanu Reeves of his power. It really freaked us out. I just man. thought that's like a mean... Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you do that? Uh, because I just... I don't know. I'm, I'm hurting nobody. I'm a bit spit. Nobody gets would hurt Would you by brush that? your teeth with Steve Waugh's toothbrush? Fucking oath I would. Wow. 
It's so weird for someone who is so not into kind of fluids or anything icky like I'm that. Not. It's the one thing. Saliva is your like aphrodisiac. Yeah. It's gross, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't explain why, how much that makes my skin crawl. I don't know. And I'm not. And I like. But you kiss people. I know. And I share you drinks. You kiss with heaps people. of strangers. Yeah, you, but you I share think, drinks. But you pass around a joint. And I a think party. I don't think it's the actual like the your physical act. On... The physical act does kind of gross me out, but it's more like the absorbing of someone's power. <laughs> I think disturbs mate, me. But mate, like yeah, so because you played footy, it's kind of like they pass around the fucking drink that everybody's been slobbering on. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying it's not so much that, but yeah. it's the idea. It's it's yeah. It's sort of. Uh, so there's nothing weird about it, is what you're saying? No, I'm, just, I'm saying I'm doing intent. something that's completely normal. No, but and people the, do all the time. But you're doing, except I'm doing celebrity version of it, and you're fucking jealous. This, no, <laughs> you're jealous. jealous that you're wasting all your fucking shared germs on nobodies when I'm fucking swapping spit with celebrities, with A-listers, biggest Hollywood stars in the world, one of the greatest cricketers of all world. I've had their saliva in my body. Would you? Uh, would you know how like uh, Marilyn Manson will spit on his fans? Yeah. Like, would you let Steve Wall spit on you? Yeah. In my mouth. This is fucking... Ah! Like a bird. No, you man. Like he was feeding me like a bird. You're fucking full of shit. No, I, don't I believe would. you. I would let Steve Wall... I wouldn't enjoy it, but I would do it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I God. Would. I would let anyone I admired spit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel really sick. Like, not like if they had a cold. <sighs> like, I don't want like... What chunks. if they just drank orange juice? Uh, I'm seriously not going to make myself wrong if we keep talking about this. It's so fucking disgusting. Someone emailed us a question. Yeah, you can um, email, email us or hit us up on the Facebook page or whatever. I love the feedback. People, I posted that story about um, the guy who compared the Muppet Show to 30 Rock on our Facebook page and a, a bunch of things. But people, people post such fucking cool shit on the Facebook page. We've got to talk about that guy. It's an old story, but someone posted it. During the week, there was a, a story about, and I don't know all the details, so we'll talk about it another time, but um, about this guy who appeared at the Hadron Collider or whatever oh, it was yeah, and, yeah. and like said he's from like the future. And also, Justin Hamilton told me there's this thing going around about this hipster who's in the past. There's this like thing where there's this photo and there's this hipster, like, and they, there's this theory going around the internet that he's a time traveling hipster. Yeah, like Dr. Who. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm going to bring those stories in and we'll talk about those. You saw the chick, uh, the old lady with the, apparently on the mobile phone from the Charlie Chaplin film or something. Really? There was a YouTube video that went around at the start of the year and it was like, I think it was a Charlie Chaplin film or it was just you know, like a silent movie from the 20s. And you see an old lady walking down the street and she appears to be talking on a cell phone. In a silent movie too. It's the worst, <laughs> worst time to have a cell phone. <laughs> but that got like caught fire. It became like a huge viral thing. And it was amazing how many people just wanted it to be true. Like we all want time travel to be true so badly. So I'll bring in some examples next time. Uh, but yeah, so you can hit us up with emails and all that sort of stuff if there's questions about the show or, or anything that you uh, want to give us feedback on. Yeah. One person uh, reminded us of us. We start a lot of stories. We won't finish on this show. It's true. But, uh, you had a story about three ad that It's like Lost. It'll all be revealed in the final season. I will finish up all those fucking stories. And you'll be like, oh, it all made sense. Oh, they're they died. Yeah. <laughs> um, you had a story about 3AW. Uh, 3AW, for people that don't know, is kind of like a... It's not the most right-wing sort of shock jock station in Australia. Like, they're they're to the right, but and they can be really sort of, you know, shock jockey. But they're not necessarily all the time shock jockey, you know? So, anyway, their morning host is a guy called Neil Mitchell. And I was like their villain of the day on 3AW for like a whole day. Like, and it's so weird when your phone starts ringing and people are like, oh, mate, uh, 
there may be an issue. <laughs> you, you may be in trouble. Like Neil, because like Neil Mitchell is a guy who got the he got the police commissioner of Victoria sacked this year, basically through a campaign he ran on his show. So anytime he decides he's going after you, you know, and there's a lot. It's of, real. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. And I never want someone to pick off the scab of going after me because Charlie, what they will do then is listen to this podcast and use all this as evidence of how horrible a person I actually am. Did you say that you would time travel through and have sex with a... I might have. <laughs> Sounds like something we'd say. Uh, so anyway, I, I'd made a joke on the, uh, the TV show I do um, about uh, this wine company had brought out this... And we're talking about people cashing in on the anniversary of 9-11 mm. as a marketing thing. And one of the most hideous examples we found was this wine company who decided to bring out a 9-11 commemorative wine. Um, and it cost $9.11. Yeah, like, you know, so tasteless. Wow. And so I made a comment about it. Is, you know, Adam Sandler was a copywriter in his film? Yeah. Was that the ad that he wrote? He said, yeah, it's 9-11 wine <laughs> and it cost $9.11. Brilliant. Wow. Absolute genius. Jesus Christ. So uh, the 9-11, oh, I forgot to even tell you about the bit where there's a homeless guy at dinner with them at Thanksgiving for no reason. Is that Rob Schneider? <laughs> <laughs> Which one of them was Rob Schneider? <laughs> Uh, it's like a Where's Wally film. You have to find Rob Schneider <laughs> at some stage in the film. Uh, so um, uh, I, my joke that I'd made on the show was, uh, and at 9-11 a bottle, you imagine it'll give you a hangover like a building fall on top of you or something like that. So, you know, I mean, yeah. I can understand how some people might think that's... But, yeah, it was clearly a joke that was meant to be parodying the the horrible sort of like, you know, cashing in yeah, on the market. If they're willing to go there and yeah. advertising. Yeah, why don't you take it to the way. next level and go yeah. the whole way, right? So anyone who saw it in context, we were pretty confident that the joke was fine, it was solid, you know, it was on the edge, but it was like a, you were making a solid point, blah, blah, blah. No alarm bells had rung. Neil Mitchell's seen the tape. And just fucking gone. This they've got to pull this, and it's disrespectful, and it's the anniversary, and you know, like like somehow me making that joke would really that would be the final straw. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, they truly the terrorists have won. Yeah, now, yeah, now. Uh, so like literally, and they were drumming it up, trying to get people to like you know get yeah. angry about it, and some people did. Like eventually, you know, if you say things enough, people ring up and be like, I've not seen it either, but I think it's disgusting too. And um, so anyway, the, the ABC that night, we've had to go in and arm the people who answer the phones <laughs> with uh, like, you know, this sort of, well, Statement. we think this is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And the point we're trying to make is this, is this. And yeah, Shut you- your fucking traps. <laughs> we're the ABC, <laughs> we can do what we fucking like. We've got your tax dollars, dickhead. I don't care. <laughs> is that what you told them to say? So, guys, we don't want to inflame the situation. We just uh, expect you to be very polite yeah. uh, and, and just you know, answer their questions without sort of uh, confronting them. Hey, fuck it. Hey, fuck it. <laughs> don't you fucking get it? It's fucking obvious, mate. He's not fucking making joke about that. You're a fucking idiot. Open your fucking ears. Do you even see the show, you dickhead? Yeah, are you dickhead? Seriously. We don't Put want you. in the car park. We don't want you. <laughs> Where do you live? I'm coming around to kick your fucking teeth in. You're a fucking idiot. How about idiot? that? We've, You'll have something to complain about then, fuckface. We've traced this fucking call and we're coming around, we're going to break your fucking telly, mate. Kerry O'Brien is coming around <laughs> to piss on your fucking hydrangeas. Because that's how we roll at the ABC, motherfucker. <laughs> ABC, a bad crew. <laughs> that's what it stands for. We are here to fuck shit up. 
I would love it if the ABC took a whole bold new image. The ABC. Don't f- fuck with us. Don't fuck with us. <laughs> fuck you. The ABC, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, we, we put the chaser on. Fuck yeah, you. Fuck you. Fuck you, man. Angry boys, fuck you. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck you. Yeah. You're ABC. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> us against you, bitches. You with us or against us, fuckwits. <laughs> You pay for us and we do what we like. Fuck you. <laughs> so anyway, what I'm saying oh, is, Charlie, they it. could probably find bits of this podcast that they could take out of context. <laughs> <laughs> make it sound like I was perhaps saying things that I wasn't really saying. Oh. Uh, so we've armed uh, the, the people answering the phones with their thing that they're meant to say that is not, fuck you, I'm going to come and fucking kill you. Remember Peter Cundall from Gardening Australia? Well, he's going to come around to your house and rip the head off your cat and shit in its mouth. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Um, so we've got to the night. The next day I've rung in and I've gone like, hey, yeah, how many complaints did we get? We have about like a million and a half people who watch the show. So um, <laughs> they've had 41 complaints. But this is the best thing. One complaint was about that joke. That complaint came in three minutes before the show went to air. <laughs> so clearly just someone who'd been whipped up during the day who was like, I'm going to fucking complain and couldn't wait <laughs> for the joke that was going to be like three seconds after that. Uh, and then 40 complaints about Todd, the guy on our show, who normally wears a slogan on his T-shirt wearing a plain T-shirt. <laughs> 40. 40 complaints. One about my joke because you know why Charlie because every other person who watched that show was smart enough to understand I was not actually making a bad taste joke I was making a satirical point or they were like yeah fucking take that but whatever I don't know why but they didn't complain is my point so there you go wasn't much of a story so is that it yeah so there's no backlash beyond that did no. Neil try and get you on the phone no I, I don't think you should ever get involved in those things like you know I'm very much from the, you know, uh, don't don't explain, don't complain. You know. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't so ask, don't tell. Is, so what I'm trying to say is I'm against don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just like, once you do it, like if you think that what you're doing is fine, don't get involved with how other people are, you know, trying to pull so it out of context. So it was one night of talkbacks or was it like a week's worth of talkbacks? No, no, it was one morning. Oh, my it God. It didn't even have legs. What a blip. Yeah. I did get somebody like their their social media because like at some on stage on Twitter I was trying to follow it to see if it was catching fire or yeah. not, and uh, on Twitter there was like three people who were really angry, and then I realised that two of them worked for Three AW, <laughs> like one was their social media guy, and he was saying things like, "Would Will Anderson do that joke if he was standing on stage in America?" Question mark. Yeah, like seriously, <laughs> like, and I was like, probably. If I was doing a TV show. Americans make 9-11 jokes more than anyone. I think they would get it, mate. I think they would understand the point I was making. Yes, I would. Probably not. It's not the best joke in the world. But if in that context, of course. Yeah, so there you go. That was that story. Um, I probably at the time had more to tell, but I can't remember. Okay, so we'll go out with one more question. Uh, this was from, well, it just says, C.H. Mariscal. C.H. Mariscal. Sounds like a kind of marsupial. C.H. Mariscal. Chamariscal. Maybe it's a DJ. Um, hey, great idea asking us for questions, or possibly quite a lazy one. It's hard to tell. Attitude. 
I've got to be honest with you, it's harder to answer questions than it is just to not plan anything and talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, we have to look up the question. Yeah. Then we have to think about answering the question. Yeah. Tape's harder, mate. Yeah. Fuck your attitude. Fuck you. Don't listen to the ABC. We're going to come around <laughs> and we're going to shit kick. down your cat's neck. <laughs> we'll punch you in the face. Yeah, C.H. Mariscal. Yeah. We oh, know where you live. No, C. Mariscal. C.H. H. must stand for Fucking cares, mate. Fucking, all right. Just get to it. Okay. My mate and I have our own podcast that tackles one hypothetical question per episode. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Here are three we have not yet discussed. Okay. Brilliant. Right. Well, we emailed this like about a month ago. So, okay, maybe, so they may have discussed it. May have discussed it. Right. Well, we're not claiming fucking... We've not heard it. Debut. So that's okay. These are not debut questions, maybe. Yeah. Um, no, no, this is, we've done this one. But if you could have sex with a robot, would you assume it looks and feels like a normal person? Okay. And then to that, an adiant... <laughs> I love that we've already, yeah, we've yeah, done, that. Done, we've already done that one. Um, <laughs> would you have a relationship with it? Oh, with a robot? Yeah. So Does it have a personality? A well, yeah, funky. I guess funky Jack. We've discussed this. Yeah, but like, I mean, how much of a personality? Does my robot have like? Does it have a like a generic robot personality, or does it have like a companionship so is it like sort me- of? So like metal. Just say it's got Metal Mickey's personality. Yeah. As much personality as Metal Mickey, or K nine, right? Or the Butler from Iron Man, right? <laughs> so, it's not like a. It's not like so you can it's choose not like, a It's not like you, but you're a robot. Okay, yeah, and that can be you. You can program it to like things you like, but it doesn't have personality. Like, it's not like it gets moody and shit like that. It just has information and, you know. Does it have a sense of humour? Uh, does canine have a sense of humour? Yeah, I think so. Does kid? Yeah, I think so. Dry, okay. A dry sense right, of humour. As much, but, okay, I think it's, it's not that it has a sense of humour, but it understands that what you're saying is illogical, therefore it doesn't compute, which could be interpreted as humour. Right. At, yeah. Okay, so it could make me laugh. Yeah, but you could program it to physically laugh when it has that kind of conundrum. When it's like, I don't understand it, what you're saying is illogical. Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> so, so I could, I could program it to laugh. Creepily. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. All right. Yeah, that, I'm rapt about that. Okay. But That'd it, be brilliant. It does, but it, but, it, but it, does, it doesn't have a personality. Like, you can ask no. it questions and... You can ask it to talk about something, but it doesn't have like feelings. And stuff so it's like it. the internet that laughs at my jokes. Yeah. Brilliant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way you can improve the internet. Uh, next question from C. Mariscal. Okay. What are the least manly ways to get injured? Oh, I don't know. What are the least manly ways to get injured? I mean, I I, like pretty much any way I would get injured. <laughs> yeah. Um, I fell down um, the stairs at the other day. I put my shoulder out when I had to put my jacket on. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, I've dislocated it playing football a long time ago. Yeah. But now it just pops out if I got an odd angle. And as I was putting my jacket on my shoulder, just like popped out. That's pretty not very manly, is it? It's not like I was tackling a saber tooth. I was putting my jacket on, my suede jacket, because it was a bit chilly. <laughs> That's pretty unmanly. I, um, uh, I fell downstairs uh, recently, uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was in Perth. Um, I, we were doing two shows. And um, in between the first show and the second show, we decided to go back to the little flat we were staying and um, have a little break in between the shows. And there was three steps, three tiny little steps. And like I was up the top of the steps and Justin was down the bottom of the steps and I was coming to step down the steps. And it was a bit dark, but I was really just drunk, drunk fell over. And I missed the step. But like it was in such slow motion. All three steps? That just, yeah, because well, I missed like the first, first one. kind of so you missed the yeah. next two as and well. And so basically it was in slow unco motion, like to the point where Justin just heard me going, ah. 
<laughs> slow motion fall. Like, I was literally like, I, I could see I could what see was going to happen. So my hands, I had two like really decent chunks, like stigmata style chunks out of my hands Ow. that were like bleeding right through my gig, which I hope made it look a bit sort of rock cool and, and fucking rock and roll and biblical and shit. But what I realized is I've never really had chunks out of like the palms of my hands before. And you really feel that skin yeah, when it's grow back. Skin. Oh, right. No, you know, like when like when the holes are closing up, you know, like oh, you don't normally feel your skin. What do you mean you feel it growing back? Like binding? Yeah. You literally feel it pull together because of where it is on your hand. I'm a shapeshifter. <laughs> you feel like a really slow motion Wolverine. Because, yeah, you right. know, like it feels like what it must be like, the pain of it like healing back up again. I don't know if that, I, yeah, right, maybe. Yeah, but in slow motion. Like it happens heaps quicker if you're actually a. You could actually physically feel. I your got an insight. Your hand binding. Yeah, literally, you can feel it. I don't know if I believe you. What do you mean? Why <laughs> would I make that up? Because I just I, that's I, just I not a thing like you would, would make heard, up. I would have heard that before. Maybe it's just. Oh, what? How about that? Uh, how about this? I believe you, but I don't think it happens for everyone. I think it's like a unique thing to you. I just think how often do people have like just divots out of the palms of their hands? They probably don't have that sort of... Because my divots were very much like where Wolverine's claws claws would come out. Like in that same sort of shape, same sort of hole. You're trying to tell me you popped a claw. (laughs) All I'm saying is that I felt a little bit like Wolverine. Like I got a small insight into what it would be like to be Wolverine. Apart from the fact that you were bawling. <laughs> lying face I was down crying on the floor. floor. Crying. But apart from that, I was like Wolverine. <laughs> I was exactly like Wolverine. In pain. Uh, his last question is, could you pass the Pepsi challenge for every woman you've ever been with? That is, could you identify who you're with if you're blindfolded and or deaf? Sorry, mate, and deaf. <laughs> um, every woman of it, well... Maybe not every woman, but like girls that I've been with for a significant amount of time. So if it was girlfriends, then I'd say yes. Without hearing or... No, you're blindfolded and you can still feel. Yeah. But I'd be blindfolded and or deaf. If I'm deaf, even if I was deaf and blind, I've only had like five girlfriends and they're all very distinct shapes. Okay. Yeah, you're right. From the shape. Yeah. Okay. I, I can feel... You can identify which is that you can identify which is which, even if you're blindfolded and or deaf. Yeah, easy. What if you weren't allowed to use your hands? Just my dick. (laughs) (laughs) You're walking around this. Uh, I guess you're wondering why I've all asked you to come here today. Um, I know some of you, some of you, I'm still with. Some of you haven't spoken to in about ten years. Uh, But uh, we're going to do a Pepsi challenge. Firstly, the bad news. (laughs) I'm blind and deaf now, <laughs> so that that hasn't been great. It's for the podcast, yeah. So I believe it's tax deductible. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, can't use my hands, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so well, I if, I can't to... use, if I can't touch them, how am I meant to identify them? If I'm well, blind, you deaf... can touch them with your lips or your, your other extremities, but you can't touch them with my your penis. Hand. Yeah, or your penis, your foot, or your penis. Um, Whatever you want, your shoulder, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, if my memory of them is still correct. Okay, what what about every girl you've ever slept with? No. 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 No, it would be impossible. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I've also... Like, and, and what I mean is, even if I wasn't blind yeah. and had my hearing <laughs> and they were saying what their name is, I'm still not sure. Because the problem is, at the time, I was blind. Yeah. Blind drunk yeah. for a lot of those people. 
Uh, yeah, no, definitely, definitely not. But it's I, I, I was thinking if just say I hadn't seen like just I hadn't seen two or three of my ex girlfriends for ten years, which is yeah. probably right, and they had changed physically, like put on a lot of weight or lost a lot of weight, cut their hair. Yeah, and I didn't know. No, it might make it a bit more challenging because I only have my memory of them from however long ago I was with them. So probably not. I'm not, not sure. I hope they all kept in shape. <laughs> to all my exes out there, if this uh, petty challenge ever comes Happens. to fruition. Could you uh, keep your hair the same as it was? Yeah. Or get a wig? Yeah. That approximates- Try and use that uh, same cl- uh, the, that perfume, the Red Door or yeah. uh, Calvin Klein One Obsession. Okay, that's not bad. Maybe, yeah, if they all had identifiable scents. Would that be a thing that you could ask of, like, girlfriends to say, like, if, if you had a girlfriend, say if you... No, yeah, fictionally, if you and Gemma like split up, yeah. and your next girlfriend wore the exact same scent as what Gemma wears, mm. would you find that weird? Yes. Would you ask them to change? Yes. Ah, uh, I mean, it's their favorite. Oh no, Gemma. It's Gemma, what they Gemma love. Gemma doesn't wear perfume, so okay. But this is but a hypothetical a, situation. A okay. Um, yeah, they smell like no. Gemma. They've been collecting Gemma's sweat. <laughs> <laughs> and shipping from her teacups and in a bloody marriage. They've turned it into some sort of like fine mist that they puff on them every day. So they smell exactly like Gemma. Uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. Because um, I've had girlfriends who've worn the same perfume as each other and I don't think it ever kind of bothered me. It just depends what it is. Perfume, it, like if it's their scent, like if it's, you know, how someone has a scent and not perfume, yeah. then yes, that would weird me out. If it's just a perfume that yeah. my girlfriend used to wear... Then I'm okay with that. I what think. if they dressed exactly like her? That would be yeah. That's weird. Of course, that's weird. But not like as in they'd, they'd modelled like they're not they're, single white female. No, they don't know her. They just happen to have the well, exact on, same sort they, of fucking what? tasting clothes that. Okay, they so have. I meet a girl. So Jim yeah. and I break up, and I meet a girl who's got the same style as her. Yeah, is that weird? But same clothes even. Oh, like, so literally the same wardrobe, yeah. just by coincidence. Just by coincidence. Well, I mean, the others in the same thing, so they and kind of... And can she look different? Like, just so, so even if she's like, you know... Yeah, she can look different. Okay. All right. Um, no, I, don't, I think it'd be kind of hot. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm having a threesome, kind of, with my ex and my new girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like, if I saw a new girl walking around in my girlfriend's underwear, like, just imagine that, a, comp- a beautiful stranger walking around your girlfriend's underwear. Yeah. There's something hot about that, right? Yeah. Well, just, just yeah, a girl no, the there is. Now, there's something a bit extra hot about that, isn't there? Somewhere I can hear Adam Sandler <laughs> with a notepad going, What if single white female was a comedy? <laughs> that is a great idea. That is a great premise for a movie. <laughs> All right, let's uh, wind, uh, up. wind it up. All right. And uh, so let's debut the new um, catchphrase. But for this to work, oh, I yeah. think you have to say your name first. Okay, so yeah. we're going to, yeah, all right. Okay, yeah. so we're going to change it around. Yeah, so you say oh. your name first. Okay. And I'll say name. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, TweetFop is our uh, thing. Um, uh, you can find Charlie and I on Twitter as well and Facebook and everything, you know, get involved and, and rate the podcast on um, iTunes because that, that helps us get up the charts and get new people to listen to it and stuff like that. So that'd be cool. Uh, uh uh, I um, if you watch my TV show, um, like there's Logie voting. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, right. So well, how has the Madame Tussauds been released? They've closed voting. They've closed that. voting. Okay. So <sighs> don't know. Fingers crossed. Yeah, in the lap of the gods now. Yeah, and if if, if it is me, I'm gonna have to work out for a little while. Yeah, I don't want to be like fat will fat will immortalize forever that's fine we'll just take, well halfway through making a Carl Sandlands, we'll just put your head on top. I just assume 
that you can sling them. Like, how much would you have to sling them? Like, if the person to comes to me, yeah, because it's not that fucking hard for them to just go, mate. Like under the shirt, no one's gonna just give me fucking David Beckham's abs. Yeah. You did Beckham. Go and have a look at Beckham. Just give me his abs. Depends if it takes longer than just giving you like a blank. Could you give me Beckham's abs and Matt Shervington's cock? (laughs) (laughs) On my face. (laughs) Um, So that's one. Yeah. I'll say just a little bit off the. Maybe a little bit younger, a little bit off the nose, fix that longiness. You're a shapeshifter, right? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I, I voted for you. Just uh, recently, and your show. Oh, I Although, that. I voted for Gruen Planet. I couldn't find the Gruen show on the little email thing. Gruen Planet, that'll do. That'll do? Yeah. Yep. I don't want to split the vote, though. No, that's what we did last year. Didn't get nominated because people voted for Gruen Nation and Gruen oh, Transfer. Oh, so we put one up this year. I don't know. Maybe we did. I don't know. I but anyway, say, I Gruen Planet, Gruen. vote for that. Right. That's the one we're probably going to keep doing. So, <laughs> so vote for that one. <laughs> uh, all right. So, I have to say my name and then you'll yeah. do the thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, we'll, we'll see you next time. I'm Will Anderson. I'm Charlie Clawson and this show is totally awesome. <laughs>